I'd like to welcome to this episode of the podcast Tom Templer. He is from the band Green Lung. Uh, welcome, Tom. Hey, how you doing? I am good, man. How are you? I am good. Um, finally about to go back on tour um, after too long. Finally getting a record out after having recorded it in February. Just ready, <laughs> ready to go, really. Awesome, awesome. We're going to talk about the new record in a minute. Um, but uh, I just wanted to, like, I, I became aware of you guys back in, I want to say, 2021. Um, I work for Total Rock. It's one of their DJs. I was their social media marketing person. Um, and we voted you uh, Band of the Month of September that year. I do remember that. Yeah, very kind of you. Thank you. Um, and I've been following you guys ever since. Uh, I listened to um, Black Harvest, um, which I think was coming out around then. Yeah. And um, I went back and listened to uh, Woodland Rights as well. And um, and I'm really enjoying the new album that's due out in November. Oh, thanks. Look at that same. Yeah. Uh, it's called the Heathen <laughs> Land, This Heathen Land, I should say. Um, it is out on Nuclear Blast, uh, like I said, on November the 3rd. Um, I've been fortunate enough to hear the whole album, and I love it. It's great. I love Thank the whole God. Like, yeah, I wouldn't be here, would I? Nice. Uh, <laughs> embarrassing interview. Um, <laughs> well, you could be a sadist. I yeah. could be. There are moments. There are moments. Um, but yeah, no, I really love the album. Um, you've already hit three tracks out for the people to hear, so they can go off and hear it now um, if they're watching this. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, you got out now, I think, was it Mountain Throne, Maxine, Witch Queen, um, and One for Sorrow? That's right. Yeah, we dropped one for Sorrow uh, a couple of weeks back, and it's kind of funny that like, with us, we're such an album band um, that singles are a torture for me because yeah. it's like getting you know you're getting this little slice of the album without any of the context, and knowing that the album will actually be able to be listened to in a couple of weeks in full is is great. But it's it's really it's been really nice having the singles out actually this time around. It feels like each one is very different and it's hitting different people differently and yeah. it's really interesting to see yeah. no, definitely i mean i love the i love the fact you guys like to tell, tell a story if you will um like you have like like i say these songs are like kind of the chapters of the book if you will the ones that you've released yeah absolutely um and that is frustrating i can see for a band like yourselves like you know you're giving people that kind of like you know when someone releases a book and gives you like a sort of three-page sampler in some random yeah exactly exactly um, and you don't get the you get a juicy bit, but you don't get the whole context of why or what or where. Um, but for those obviously that haven't heard the album yet, obviously I've, I've been in that position where I have. But what what can people expect from you guys from this this particular album? I think for me, it's it's um, it's the most Green Lung album yet. I think we we know what Green Lung is at this point, um, and we really wrote it to that brief in a way. Yeah. more than more so than with Woodland Rights and Black Harvest where we sort of got there by accident you know um I think Scott um coming from a more sort of classic rock point of view and me coming from a doom point of view mm. we both had like different different ideas of what this band was when we started out but they sort of collided and now we know it's a sort of weird classic rock doom band yes. and I think being comfortable with that and sort of knowing that that's um musically where we're going it, uh, this album opened up a few doors for us you'd mentioned the storytelling and I, I love your chapter analogy I think that's spot on it's like um it is a it's not a concept album but it's a thematic album that takes you on this sort of journey into occult Albion that's your sort of subtitle of the album yeah. and the idea was like you know the, the first two albums dealt with folk horror a lot and um 
and and the horror was a big part of it. In this album, I want I, there's always going to be a bit of gothic horror in a Green Lang album, yeah. but I kind of wanted to go more broadly into folklore itself and look at the folklore of particular places like Pendle in Lancashire or like Dartmoor or um, you know Avebury and the Standing Stones. That, that it was sort of I wanted to take people on a on a sort of imaginative journey around British folklore really and the landscape um, and and sort of on the way nod to some key figures like Maxine Sanders or whoever it may be. Um, so I think that, yeah, with this album, more important than ever is is listening to it from top to bottom because it is, it is supposed to be a sort of journey and it's supposed to take you to places. Um, and I think that that feels like the most successfully we've done that. I think we were sort of halfway there on Black Harvest and Woodland Rights. And I think we got there on this album. And, you know, more mechanically, yeah, it sounds, it, it, it's a, it, we had a whole month to record it. Um, we had a lot more time to work out the finer details. We worked with Tom Dalgetty, who um, has produced Opeth and Clutch and Ghost. Um, it's got a bigger sound. I think it sounds like a, we, we were aiming for a sort of big Martin Birch, warm, big, epic, heavy metal sound, yes. um, yeah. you know, Mob Rules, Iron Maiden style. Uh, rather than thinking about, I don't know, Pentagram or more obscure Doom. So it, it does feel like it's the same, but maybe bigger and more epic. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I no, the production on this is 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 a, is definitely a step up on that front. And the, like you're right with the whole thematic thing. It does flow a lot better with this one as well on that front. But um, how, how are you going to like, because obviously the album tells these stories. How are you breaking that up live? because obviously you're going off on tour short. Yeah. Um you got a couple It's of- going to be fun. Germany and I think it's still a work in progress. You know, you with live it, it it's always developing sort of alongside. Um I think what what we're really excited about is to sort of bring some of the um sort of, you know, costumes and and creatures and things that have been until now kind of only in the songs. Some things may be cropping up on stage. We've got Richard Wells, who's always done our art, to do a completely bespoke new sort of banner and and set dressing for us, which is the first time. So, you know, as the band grows, we try to reinvest in in some of those elements. Like it used to be that we were in a tiny pub and turning up with a a, a giant prop, you're going to sort of be laughed out of the room. Um, And it's kind of fun to have got the band to that level where you can go a bit more flamboyant with the stage stuff and and have more fun. I've always seen us in the sort of Iron Maiden pocket of it's a bunch of guys in jeans on stage, but the world that we create is sort of behind us. And, yeah. you know, I, I, you're not, you're not ever going to see me sort of dressing up like Lord Summer Isle. But, um, you know, <laughs> it, it, there's, there's, there's some clear precedence in, in the sort of presentation in, in that bands like Iron Maiden. That's really cool. I mean, like having, getting to that point where you can actually act on that side of the art, if you will. Because obviously, like you say, playing in pubs, playing in tiny venues, trying to sort of, you know, bring in theatrical parts is very difficult unless you're willing to, I don't know, take over the place for the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, I always remember when we, when we first did Woodland Rights, um, Scott's girlfriend was working at a, um, a houseplant shop and was like, I'll just get a load of, like, foliage to cover the stage. And I always remember someone on Twitter mentioning that like they'd seen Green Lung on the first Woodland Rights launch show where they could see the sort of uh, labels still on the house plants. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of, you know, it's about creating an illusion. And I think, you know, I, I'm not one of these people who's like, 
not got a sense of humor and isn't self-deprecating there's always going to be a level of spinal tap to metal music whether it's like something like sun or some incredibly scary black metal band you know they're still backstage doing their makeup and i think um it, it it's going to be fun to sort of develop the sort of storytelling in the real world as much as we have on the records i guess amazing amazing well i look forward to seeing it because um i do hope to try and catch you at one of the shows you have coming up um in the uk which we'll talk about in a moment but you're off to germany uh in about a week's time is that right and then you're playing yeah. in norway is it a festival in norway as well yeah it's a festival in a deconsecrated church in oslo on halloween which um is pretty much my ideal environment yeah. um yeah and, and on, really. it'll be nice to it's a, it's a good run because we basically got offered the festival in this German um, show as well. And we, we thought we'd do a little run of German shows just to sort of shake off the rust yeah. um, ahead of the UK tour. Um, but it'll be nice to get back on the road. Um, and this is the perfect time for Green Lung shows. It's sort of autumn is upon us. Yes. And I feel like, yeah, it's going to be fun. It definitely the 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 album I was listening. It definitely fit the weather. If that makes sense, <laughs> there's a certain mood where I can listen to Doom, Stoner, um, sort of stuff. Generally, what it was like when I got the album, that was bang on. I had it on in the car, had it on in the house. Kids were asking me what it was, and um, but um, no, it's it's it, that sounds like uh, amazing. And obviously, with the UK tour coming up, it's quite an extensive tour, I believe. Um, I've not got the dates in front of me, but um, it's like a two, three week tour. Is that right? Going yeah, it's a, it's it is definitely the longest tour we've ever done, and definitely the biggest. I mean, I can't really believe that we sold out the Scala in London, and we're doing the actual ballroom now. And that's just as a, as someone who lives in London, kind of mind blowing. Yes. Um, and you know, especially because the album's not out yet, I think that's that's what's really exciting. This is the first time we're going to release an album and then go on tour because the Black Harvest there's a vinyl shortage. And we ended up having to do a bunch of tour dates before the album was out. Yep. And with Woodland Rights, we were self-releasing that record. We didn't have any, <laughs> we had no idea what we were doing. So in, in some ways, we're five years old as a band, but um, or six. And, and this is the first time where we've actually got a record coming out that we can tour, which just shows how fucking unprofessional our <laughs> band is. <laughs> There's lots of but yeah we're finally doing it <laughs> yeah no this is it this is it i mean there's lots of logistics when it comes into being like an independent band releasing stuff um i was in that position yeah. many many years ago and um sort of back then it wasn't so bad getting stuff like made up if you will like the scenes yeah. and stuff there was like always the um the threat of a big artist needing to use the pressing plant for their massive thing yeah. which is still a thing now yeah. especially with vinyl because uh, everyone's now releasing vinyl again um and um yeah but being in that position to make sure you get everything get everything out get everything it was prior to the digital kind of like send outs yeah so press wise you'd be sending them physical copies of stuff and um whereas yeah. now obviously i've received this album digitally yeah. um i do intend to pick up vinyl copy um thank you very much it's yeah it's, uh, i think we've we've really had um fun with the vinyl this time i mean we always kind of did but richard wells and i were basically just um nerding out on we, there's a sort of map that comes with it that you can that can direct you to all the sort of locations mentioned in the album Absolutely. there's like a full like booklet there's some really fun fun stuff and i think um i'm a massive vinyl snob and i i would say to everyone listening you know the best way to listen to it is on vinyl <laughs> always you see these things behind me 
got, I've got a pair of them and they, they can both play vinyl. Um, <laughs> I've got boxes surrounding me full of the stuff. So it's, uh, yeah, I can fully vouch for that. The best way to listen. Yeah, it's, nice to see a, it's nice to see a DJ with actual vinyl decks. Yeah. A beautiful and rare thing. Yes, <laughs> it is, it is. I do have, I'm not going to lie, I do have the digital setup as well because it's more convenient. Yeah. I'm not going to lie, Dragon Vinyl. Yeah, me too. I mean, I've, I've got a Spotify subscription, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've got like uh, those like really useful boxes, things full of vinyl like around me. There's like six or seven boxes full of stuff from dance yeah. to, I don't know, weird avant-garde stuff that I've randomly no. picked up over the years from digging in various record stores around the world. I always go into somewhere and try and buy something. Um, me but, too, and it's a, it's a costly habit. I don't know if it's worth it's smoking or cocaine, but it's yeah, it is. I know. I see it safer as that, safer than that, because one day you could come across like you know a really rare piece of work that could potentially end up being worth you know more than your entire collection. Um, yeah. <laughs> whereas drugs. Yeah, are... I've been looking for like a, I've been looking for a bunch of records since I was about fifteen that I've never ever seen in the wild. Okay. That aren't, uh, well, well, you know, that aren't worth like costing like eight hundred quid. Yes, and um, it's it's a lot. You know, it, one day at one car boot, I will find a copy of Leaf Hounds Growers of Mushroom. But until then, hey, um, yeah, it's going to be a long old road. I was going to say, yeah, you, you have to stumble upon those things. Like it's going to be, a, yeah, if it ever happens, let me. I don't know. think it, you can do it anymore <laughs> because I think the in, the internet, everyone can just look up what an album is worth. It used to be that True. you know people would have no idea what they had. Um, yeah, sadly. Well, I used to live in, in, in America and, and they used to have yard sales, which is kind of like the boot sale, but yeah, yeah. your own house. Um, and those places, I, I mean, now there's a lot of internet channels that I've seen now of like thrifters that go around sort of yeah. bargains. But those were the place to pick up because they'd have a box of vinyl, you know, they'd say a dollar each or something and you end up going through it. You'd find, you know, the usual Pink Floyd, you'd find Rolling Stones, you'd find all the sort of like big classic bands. Uh, and then suddenly you stumble across like I've, I stumble across a bunch of old hip hop records that yeah I haven't seen since um, and I don't look on it's this. people who were chucking out their collections in like two thousand and eight nine as well but yeah. like people who were like who were like vinyls dead CDs are the thing yes there was like that 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 was an amazing era or when someone like someone dies and their kids are just like check chuck it in the in the charity shop yeah. but you just never find you know metal is so hard to find in that yeah. sort of, I've never been like oh, it's an original Celtic Frost LP or something. You know, it's never, yeah. it's always just like yet another Tigers of Pantang yes. sort of fifth album or something. <laughs> no offence to Tigers of Pantang, no, no, first no, no. Kill. <laughs> <laughs> like Random picture discs and stuff like that. that <laughs> funny, but it's not. Um, <laughs> but taking off on a tangent there. Um, but all right, I've got a couple of questions left for you, if that's all right. Sure. Um, just to sort of round this off and uh, and let you get on with the rest of your, I know you got probably got a few more of these to do today, um, and tomorrow and the next few weeks, and then all that. the whole thing. This is all I'm doing for now, from now until Christmas. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all you're gonna do. Um, but my final question for you are: um, the first one is um, three albums that were most pivotal in your life. So not necessarily, you know, my favorite album is such and such, but the one that kind of like made you want to, you know, sing, made you want to be a part of the music industry, or you know, something that turned your head towards the sort of more doom stoner stuff when you were younger or something like that the the albums yeah sure really um took you there yeah i'll do i'll do albums that because i love all music i'll do albums that specifically relate to green lung i guess okay um i'd say and there'll be various various degrees of quality um i'd say i'm trying to think of like what the first like real i suppose so i went to see cradle of filth 
um, in Norwich when I was a Grebo kid at about 13 or 14. Yeah. And the band supporting them was Cathedral, who oh. at that point were not, you know, it, they weren't a well-known band, but they were they were getting support slots with bands like him and Cradle of Filth, who'd loved yeah. them as kids. And I just remember um, being at that show and immediately connecting with the whole... So, I, you know, I knew Sabbath and I knew enough to get the context for Cathedral, but for me it was like this sort of, you know, Hopkins, which one in general, this whole Hammer horror thing. I was a massive horror film nerd and they were in the right constituency of all of that stuff, the psychedelic stuff. I love the sort of... I was a bit of a hippie as a kid and I loved the fact that it was this sort of mix of like sort of hippie psych rock and the hard, the darkest metal. Mm. So something like um, Ethereal Mirror or Carnival Bazaar probably would be a big okay. record in terms of setting me on to the Doom thing. Yeah. Um, and that was when I was really quite young. But then when I was sort of 18, Electric Wizard came out with, um, with their album Witch Cult Today. And it was like this moment where Doom was suddenly like cool and sexy and attractive people were going to Electric Wizard shows. I mean, I'd seen them uh, before that on the We Live Tour in like a tiny, tiny venue with no one really there. And then that album really, you know, they were playing big shows. Um, it was cool to be into Doom. And that was a big moment for me as well, because I was a teenager desperately trying to sleep with girls and um, be cool. And it was really, that, that album was a big moment for me in my teenage years. It was like... Yeah. Oh, you know, the, the kind of weird heavy metal I like is actually, you know, there's a bunch of people who I can, you know, there is community around it in a way that where I grew up in rural Norfolk, it was like me and my mate Dave in a small market town. And much as I love Dave, you know, it, you know, I, I needed more. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, you know, going to London and, and getting into the London metal scene and that album was always going to be very close to my heart and still is every time I listen to it. And then finally, I'd say Power Trips, um, two records. Okay. Nightmare, Log Nightmare Logic in particular. That came out just as we were starting Green Lung. And I was like, Power Trip really got me back into crossover thrash for a start. Yeah. But also it sort of taught me that you can be political, you can have hardcore punk ideals, you can, you know, really like engage all of that stuff, the ethical stuff, the DIY stuff mm -hmm. as a big old school metal band you can take a genre sound and really push it to its limits like yeah. i think they did with crossover thrash like i hope that we do with doom and stoner like not just being happy to just do the same record again and again innovate you know them and turnstile i think are two bands that like i really look up to as um modern modern bands yeah. that, that sort of did what i want to do with green lung even though we're in a totally different genre totally different part of the world I think, uh, you know, and it's a real tragedy that, that Rightly died and, and that Power Trip is no more because I think they would have been, you know, a headline band eventually. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but, but I remember thinking in like whenever it was, 2017, when we started Green Lung, I wasn't looking at like Cathedral and Electric Wizard as the band I wanted us to be. I wanted, I wanted us to be like the Power Trip of Doom. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that, those three are probably nice. what it's worth. Nice. Yeah. That's a good like mixture of like, you know. For, for I mean, I can I can definitely hear those influences kind of within mm. within yeah. your sound and everything. But what like outside of the the band stuff, was there any like another album that really kind of changed the moment for you? Oh man, like there's so many. I mean, um, like I'm a huge Leonard Cohen guy. Okay, <laughs> which might surprise people. Like I think that um, 
the sense, you know, as a, someone who writes lyrics, albeit in a totally different way, um, like my, my, I'm not a musician. I can't read music. Scott is like a virtuosic musician. Okay. I am a person who has just spent all of his life read, reading books and being okay. obsessed with words more yep. than I have. I'm the words guy. He's the music guy. Yeah. And with, with words guys, it doesn't get better than Leonard Cohen. And I, I love like singer songwriter type stuff um, because of the lyrics. So I'm a huge fan of Bob Dylan or the magnetic fields or whatever. It's like anyone who can really, who can really like bring literature to music um, yeah. outside of outside of metal. And metal's funny because I think there there are there are people who do that. And mostly at the sort of roadburn, the artier end of metal. Um, uh, but you don't. It, 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 I think the way I write in metal is not necessarily about trying to be literary. It's about trying to, it's about impact and storytelling more than anything. No, that's really cool. Awesome. Awesome. Um, but my, my final question for you, you've probably already answered this, but, um, but what are your hobbies away from the band? So what do you do when you're not, you know, when you're not out of green lung, when you're not writing? Well, it will come as no surprise that it's a lot of reading books, yep. hiking, okay. like, I love being in the outdoors. Um, I live in, we live, we all live in London, but um, I grew up in rural Norfolk and I'm always trying to get out into the countryside because I miss it. Um, horror movies, again, totally unsurprising and, and just cinema in general is, is a total obsession. Nice. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, folklore, any, any, any weird local museum is, is something I will, or, or strange like ruined church is something that is on the when I'm when I'm out and about is something that's going to be be explored. Nice. Um, and you know I like also drinking and eating and and other things that humans do. Yes. Um, as well. <laughs> <The> essentials. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 the same when it goes to like local towns and stuff. I always like to find the little like local museum. It's like little strange antiquities they have in there and all and whatnot and. Uh, yeah, just sort of like going around. I've got this like jigsaw of like like the map. I think you're you've produced into your album. Um, I've got this jigsaw of like historic areas of England, and I put it together. And yeah. the thing of going around them, and it's like ghost and haunted areas, and all, I'm into the sort of like that sort of side of it, like going to yeah, yeah. And that kind of stuff. And and you know, hope, you know, if there's a ghost, it's even good. Not send one, but you know, I hope to experience something. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, no, I love doing that. Like going to like random places and just sort of uh, like exploring their local history and finding. It little... gives you a way of. I think music and being obsessed with with weird shit often gets you under the skin of places. Like if you go to Lisbon or if you go to Berlin or if you go anywhere. Yeah. Um, like I was in New York a couple of weeks ago, and the first thing I did was check gigs. Went to the Fiddlehead and that like fiddlehead show around the corner and you're immediately with like your people yes. you're getting a sense of what the place <laughs> is actually like you're not you're not looking at the empire state building you're looking at someone crowd killing in a pit nice. um and, and also like you know just being like knowing that i wanted to go and check out saint vitus bar rather than go i don't know to cats's deli it's like it's it's like what's great about being into metal is is that it, there's a community everywhere and you can find your place and um that's that's a great thing when it comes to travel i think yeah no definitely 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 well tom i'll let you go uh thank you for joining me today uh good luck with the tour good luck with the album um everyone it it's called this heathen land it is out on november the third on nuclear blast records um just gonna get the plugs in there and everything so it's all good um, <laughs> thank you um but yeah good luck with it all uh thank you for doing this and, um yeah i hope the rest of your day goes all right 
Pleasure. Thanks so much, Ray. Thanks, man. Have a good one.